Do you remember when you used to have aspirations? How do we inspire ourselves to aspire for anything meaningful? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcasts. As we approach the Parsha of Pinchas, we approach the changing of the guard, or really the setting the stage for the changing of the guard, of Moshe Rabbeinu, our great leader Moses, to eventually pass the baton to Joshua, to Yeshua. And when describing the greatness of Yeshua, why it is that he is selected to be the next leader, and we're talking about a very significant juncture over here, you're taking over from the greatest ever leader to lead Israel into the land of Israel, into our destiny, hopefully with the conquest and division of the land and many stages that will be tied to that, in describing just what makes Joshua so great. God tells Moshe that Joshua is the one who has within him the Ruach, the Spirit, what Ruach or Spirit is being described over here. The Sephorno in his commentary describes that that Ruach being described is that he is ready to receive the light, the or of the King of God. And Sforno adds parallel to that which we find when it comes to those people who had the talent or were involved in the production of the Mishkan of the Tabernacle, they were described as having what's called chacham lev, wisdom of the heart. God says to those who have chacham lev, I give chachma, I give wisdom to the wise of the heart. What is wise of heart? Commentaries explain quest, desire, having the eagerness to learn. It's not just a function of how much I know, but to how much I want to know. The issue of a desire to learn, a desire for connectivity. The Sephardo seems to be saying over here by Joshua, by Yeshua, he's ready, God, I am eager, fill me up, give me over your light, help me understand, I'm eager to learn, I want to know. Which, by the way, was reflected in Joshua's behavior. The text describes, Lo Yomosh, he never left the tent of Torah study. They're the people who show up <coughs> just in time for class, Okay, many people show up well after class started, but even those who show up just in time and leave the room, they split the minute class is over. Okay, they're comfortable getting the information. But the student who comes five minutes before, they're sitting down, they're ready to go, and they want to stay a few minutes afterwards to glean any further discussion, question and answer, any last morsels of wisdom that are being shared in the classroom. That's the quest for knowledge, and Joshua is always there early, late, ready for that extra dose of knowledge if it's possible to glean one. The concept of that greatness associated with the quest, with the desire, is an often quoted uh, anecdote when one of the uh, great sages of uh, the last generations, Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, was visiting his uncle, the Rosh Hashiva of the Shiva Navardic, and he asked his uncle, who's the greatest student here? His uncle pointed to one student and said, he is the sharpest student. But then he pointed to another student and said, he has the broadest range of knowledge. But then he pointed to another student. He is the quickest to grasp the knowledge. Another student. He has the greatest depth, most profound thinking. 
And then to another student he pointed and said, but he is the greatest student. <laughs> Rather perplexed, the nephew asked, well, wait a minute. That one is the fastest, he's the sharpest, he has the greatest depth. What makes this other one the greatest student? To which his uncle replied, Ah, this student is Mavakesh. He has a quest for knowledge. By the way, that student, that at that time young Yaakov Yisrael, who was that seeker, grew up to be Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael Kanievsky, of the greatest Torah sages living in the land of Israel, arguably of the greatest Torah sages living in the world, in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, uh, when I met him as a very elderly, elderly sage around 1981 or 82, had the merit to be uh, in his home very, very briefly, just the awe-inspiring experience of being in a room of somebody who had such mastery of Torah, who published of the most sophisticated, profound analysis of Talmudic passages, who had a stream of people coming to try to get his blessing, his counsel, of all backgrounds, the most religious and devout and the most secular and, and just amazing recognition people had of this person's spiritual greatness, which started by his being that seeker, having that quest, that desire. Now, even with a quest, a desire, being a Mavakesh, some of us may not end up being that great, great senior lead Torah sage. Okay, all of you, maybe yes. Me, probably not. But it's not so likely that just having the quest will catapult so many of us to that height. And we can't expect to be the Joshua, the Yeshua, to take over and lead Israel across the Jordan. But that sense of aspiring, wanting more, can be of great import. I'd argue it is of great import for all of us, and it is so beneficial. It is so crucial to having a sense of vitality that I'm not just doing, I'm not just going through life following a set routine and my 9 to 5, or nowadays typically more like 8 to 6.30, but I've got my, my block of time that's work and my block of time at home and my routine and, and just kind of in this rut rather than progressing, rather than having something to look forward to. We feel so much more vital, so much more alive, so much more fulfilled when we have aspirations and we can see movement toward those aspirations and certainly when we hit an accomplishment. But for many, that ended some time ago. Maybe earlier in our career, maybe early in our schooling, maybe when we crossed the toddler line and we stopped having a sense of curiosity and of thrill and of excitement with what we could be doing, what we could be accomplishing. So then the question is, how do we get back there? That, that was part of who we were, having that quest. And we've abandoned it, perhaps, a long time ago. But if it's internal to us, if it's innate to us, we can re-access it. I would suggest two tackless steps for today. Two steps toward being people of great aspirations. One, simply contemplating the fact that we can aspire. Think about it. The rest of the world doesn't operate that way, meaning the inanimate objects of the world, the world of vegetation, the animal world. I know your dog is different, but the average puppy cannot wake up in the morning thinking, can I be a greater dog? The average kitten cannot contemplate, could I be 
the cuter kitten. It, it's not relevant to them to contemplate any modification of behavior, any aspirations for greatness. Even angels. The prophet describes man as being mahalchim ben ha'omdim ha'ela. We are those who move among those who are stagnant, static. Angels, they are what they are. There's no room for growth. Man can change. So contemplating this fact, recognizing the fact that I can talk about wanting to be a greater person, wanting to be more intelligent, refined, uh, take on a new type of new aspiration for some type of a greatness in any realm whatsoever. My ability to aspire to that, my very recognition that I can talk about that, should have me inspired to aspire. And then, aside from the contemplating, to actually articulate it. Sit down with somebody at an event even before you have an aspiration, if you have an aspiration, great, work on the aspiration, but you haven't even yet kind of qualified in yourself. You haven't concretized what it is you want to be aspiring toward. But sit down and ask the guy next to you, hey, you have any personal aspirations? Now, you may get some quizzical looks at first, but number one, I'm willing to bet you'll get some interesting responses that may even motivate mimicking some good aspirations of others. And number two, you'll generate the conversation about why is it that we've given up on our growth? What what was about our youth that was so different? And why are we kind of comfortable simply being where we're at? Or are we comfortable with that? Should we be comfortable? Can we be um, more vital and more uh, energized by some aspirations to some type of further growth? The thought on one level, then the articulation on another I believe will help make this real, help make the reality of the fact that we can be that mavakesh, we can be that one who is seeking. We can be like Joshua saying, hey God, I'm open to your helping pull me up. I I want to be lifted, I want to be greater. I want to be like that chacham lev, like those whose hearts desired wisdom. I've got a quest for knowledge, a quest for greatness. The thought, the articulation, God's assistance in the process, certainly no small piece of that, can hopefully help all of us develop aspirations, accomplish some of those aspirations, and then have further aspirations and continue our chain toward achieving our true tachlis.